0: What is up guys? It is Quinn here and in today's video, I'm going to be going through my week two tight end start sits. So breaking down every single week two matchup, all 16 games, timestamps are going to be down below if you guys want to jump around. But so going through all those matchups and then listing every fantasy relevant tight end is either a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my lineup or would I want to keep these guys on the bench or, you know, potentially on the waiver wire if they're not even close to being rosterable? Or startable. If you guys do have any fantasy questions, this could be waiver wire, start sit, trade advice, whatever it is. You guys can drop those down below in the comment section. I'll be responding to every single person who comments. And then just one more thing before we do jump into the first matchup. I think we all know the tight end position for fantasy football can be tough to navigate at times. We've got a few elite options. You know your uh, Travis Kelseys, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts. Even those guys can have down games. We saw it with Andrews, especially with Pitts this weekend. And then you have some guys that you should be trusting, Darren Waller, George Kittle. Maybe some people throw Dalton Schultz in that group. And then after that, you're getting into like those back-end options, Ertz, Goddard. I had you know Dawson Knox there, uh, Hawkinson. I had Knox there before the season. And then after that, you're just getting into like, just throwing dudes in your lineup. You're just kind of churning the waiver wire, trying to you know find someone who can get a touchdown, give you a decent performance. So when I'm doing these start sits, I'm gonna be pretty, I guess, picky on what tight ends I would be comfortable starting. I'm not gonna be giving you know start designations to these waiver wire tight ends who caught three passes for four yards and a touchdown. Like I don't think these players have proven that they should be starts. So just kind of like understand if you don't have any of your tight ends listed as starts, That's not like a brutal thing. It's just I am being a little bit picky until we see a few weeks of production because I don't want to overreact and, you know, say to start these waiver wire tight ends that we didn't draft and then they go out week two and do just absolutely nothing because I do think that is possible. But jumping into the first matchup, we have the Chargers taking on the Chiefs. And actually, the Chargers, Gerald Everett here, I think is a good example of that, right? He had a solid week one for fantasy, you know, put up decent production. He did get into the end zone. But in week two, like if he did nothing, I would not be shocked. So I do think he's a decent pickup. Maybe he can build on that week one, but I'm going to need to see it before I do trust him again in my lineup. On the other side with the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, obviously a no-brainer, absolutely balled out in week one, really just lit it up, you know, especially when you look at those other elite guys who kind of underperformed. Moving over to the Sunday slate of games, we have the Dolphins taking on the Ravens. For the Dolphins, nothing going on here at the tight end position. If you are still rostering Mike Gusecki, you don't need to. You can cut him. He's not going to be the guy. He's not playing out wide anymore. He's not getting a huge uh, target share. Not even a huge target share. He's not even getting a great snap share. So Gusecki is definitely off the fantasy football radar. For Mark Andrews, you're obviously firing him up. Elite tight end one option. Should have a bounce back this week. Next matchup is going to be between the Jets and the Browns. For the Jets, sitting Tyler Conklin, he did catch a touchdown, but there are much better receiving options on this team. Not interested in Conklin here. Same thing with David Njoku. He's someone who actually had pretty solid usage in terms of his routes run. He just like didn't do anything to convert that into actual production. So another player, maybe you know he starts to break out over the next few weeks, but just cannot trust him in my lineup here in week two. Then we have the Commanders taking on the Lions, Logan Thomas is a guy to keep your eye on, potentially as one of like these fringe, you know, pickup options where you could toss him into your lineup. Didn't do anything crazy in week one, but saw I think like six targets. So someone to keep your eye on, but hasn't done enough, in my opinion, to warrant a start here in week two. On the other side with the Lions, TJ Hawkinson had a down game. He's not going to be one of these top options who's going to be giving you a super safe floor. He's going to consistently be slotting in as a mid-tier tight end one. So he's going to have some down games, but he's also going to have you know, some more solid games than the players are going to be finding off the waiver wire. So don't panic on TJ Hawkinson. You should still be firing him up as a start. Next game, uh, pretty ugly at the tight end position. Colts taking on the Jaguars. For the Colts, nothing going on here with Mo Cox. Sit him. For the Chargers, potentially something going on here with Evan Ingram. Didn't do anything crazy in week one, but he wasn't atrocious. So I guess there's some, you know, positives there. But here in week two, definitely a sit. You know, I don't really think it's a conversation there. Divisional game between the Buccaneers and the Saints. Not much going on here with the Bucs side. Cambrates, definitely a sit. They're just going to be using these wide receivers and Lenny a ton not really utilizing the tight end position as much as pass catchers. For the Saints, some people may be tempted to throw Taysom Hill in there as a start. I do have him listed as a sit, but he is one of those players who's like, you know, the waiver wire pickup if your starting tight end is terrible. You could throw him in there and you could do worse. I just think that, you know, people may be expecting the exact production he had from week one. We have to remember he ran a few gadget plays. He broke one of them for like a 50-yard carry and then scored a touchdown on another one. That's not something you can count on on a week-to-week basis. If he can continue to get those opportunities, then he, maybe he's interesting. But after one week, I just can't throw him in there as a start and be you know satisfied with it. And then also sitting, I guess, their more realistic tight end play, which would be Jawan Johnson. Next matchup is between the Panthers and the Giants. Zero going on here at the tight end position. Ian Thomas did have a a big catch in the Panthers game, but come on now, we're not starting Ian Thomas. He's a sit. Same thing with Daniel Bellinger for the Giants. Then we've got the Patriots taking on the Steelers. Patriots offense as a whole just did not look good. There really wasn't one target who's really separated themselves as being like the stud of that team. So you're still sitting Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. Henry's someone who really relied on touchdown upside last year. If this Patriots offense isn't going to be great, or you know maybe they're not even going to be good, it's going to be tough for Hunter Henry to be a consistent start in your lineup. On the other side with the Steelers, Pat Frymuth actually led the Steelers in receiving yards. So good to see they out of Frymuth, a young tight end. Looks like he's ready to take a step here in year two. So I think you could definitely throw him in there as a back end tight end one. And as someone I feel confident with in my lineup, Next up, we have the Falcons taking on the Rams. I talked about Kyle Pitts having a rough week one. No reason to fade off of him here. Please do not overthink it. Throw Kyle Pitts back in there as a start. For the Rams, Higby is one of these fringe tight end one plays. You know, maybe you didn't draft a tight end early, and the guy you did pick in the later rounds did nothing. I think you could do worse than Tyler Higby. I don't think he's the worst play. He is going to be a sit. Saw a lot of targets in week one. Didn't necessarily convert on them. I don't expect him to have that kind of involvement consistently. If he can go out there and command targets you know, at a high rate again in week two, then maybe week three we're looking at him as a start. But right now, he's going to be there as a sit. That leads us into the Seahawks 49ers game. For the Seahawks, this tight end position is a full-on committee. We saw Will Disley have a nice game. Noah Fant didn't really do a ton. Sitting both of these dudes. On the other side with the 49ers, assuming that George Kittle is going to be back, He's obviously a start in your lineup. If Kittle is out, then you're just punting, you know, whoever the backup is here for the 49ers. Next up is the Bengals taking on the Cowboys. For the Bengals, Hayden Hurst actually had a pretty solid game. He's going to be another guy where I'm kind of mentioning in this group. When I go through my rankings, it's going to be like the 13, 14, 15, 16 range. That bunch of players where a few of them are going to have decent games. The other ones are just going to fall flat on their faces. So maybe he's going to be a consistent piece of this offense. It would probably help him out if T. Higgins was held out of their uh, week two game with that concussion, but right now he's going to be a sit. On the other side with the Cowboys, Dalton Schultz is going to be a start. Definitely a hit with Dak going down, but I still think he's going to be a key part of this offense, especially early on in the season where the wide receiver core is just brutal. Moving over to the Texans, taking on the Broncos. For the Texans, I know OJ Howard had a monster week one game, two touchdowns. I truly believe this is just like a wild outlier game. It just doesn't make sense. You know, he was with the Bucks last year, really did nothing. They don't make an effort to bring him back. The Bills sign him. He gets released by the Bills. Then he gets picked up by the Texans. I just can't believe, you know, I can't buy into the fact that the Bucks and Bills are both kind of passing on this guy who all of a sudden is going to go to the Texans and become, you know, a solid fantasy start. I just think he went out there. He had a good game. Good on him. I wouldn't be shocked if I never mentioned O.J. Howard's name in you know, reference to fantasy football for the rest of the season, so he is going to be a sit there with the Texans. On the other side with the Broncos, Alberto got some looks in week one. I think if you're an Alberto truther, it was an encouraging start, not an encouraging enough start for me to want to start him here in week two, but something where you could see you know maybe this evolving into him being a startable option later on in the season. Probably one of the uh, like waiver wire fringe tight end one plays who has the most upside, just when we're looking at the offense, his quarterback, and then also just his athletic profile. He does have a decently high ceiling, but we're going to need to see some consistent production before he is a start. It looks like we finally are going to have a matchup with two starting tight ends. I'm not sure if we've had one of those yet in this video, but we've got the Cardinals taking on the Raiders. Zach Ertz still produced for fantasy, even though he was a little bit banged up heading into that week one game. Darren Waller, obviously you're going to be throwing him into your lineup. Two offenses here that struggled. I think both of these offenses are going to be good units moving forward. Both are going to bounce back likely here in week two. So I like Zach Ertz and Darren Waller as starts. Then we have a Sunday night football game. Divisional rivalry here between the Bears and the Packers. Cole Komet was someone a lot of people liked as a later round option. I was cool with him at that price. Goes out in week one. Absolute goose egg. I don't think that's going to be, you know, a consistent theme here. The Bears only had eight completions. It was like a tsunami going on over there. The rain was crazy. The field was terrible. So, it makes sense why he didn't produce, but he is going to be a sit here in week 2 going up against the Packers. On the other side, Robert Tonyan, you know, a little bit involved in that Packers offense, first game off of the ACL. I think he could work his way into a startable option, especially if these Packers wide receivers Keep blowing opportunities. He has the rapport with Rodgers. You know, they've had success together in uh, previous years. What was it, 2020? He was decent for fantasy, caught a bunch of touchdowns. So, something to keep an eye on, but he is going to be a sit here in week two. Heading into the first Monday night football game, got the Titans taking on the Bills. For the Titans, sitting Austin Hooper, the tight end position, didn't have much going on for that Titans team. For the Bills, Dawson Knox, unfortunately, is going to fall into that fringe group that I've been talking about, where if you went late round tight end, just throw him in there, see what happens. I'm not ready to give up on Dawson Knox, but the lack of volume was concerning. I do think he probably has some of the highest touchdown upside at the tight end position. You know, just given his production last year, he's going to be on a top offense. But the reason why I was in on Dawson Knox as my late round guy was because I thought he could take a jump in the volume department, and then still have that touchdown upside. It does not look like he is going to, or just hasn't yet taken that jump in the volume department. So he's going to be a sit, but he's not someone where I'm super panicked on and like wanting to cut off my roster. Like if I drafted him and he was my only tight end, he's probably going to be better than any of the options you're grabbing off of waivers. Like just kind of, you know, thinking off the top of my head, I likely would still prefer Knox over guys like Everett Hill, you know, players you are going to be getting off the waiver wire. So do keep that in mind. You know, don't panic and just release him for one of these dudes who had a decent week one game at the tight end position. And then on to the final uh game of the week, the second Monday night football game. We've got the Vikings taking on the Eagles for the Vikings. Irv Smith did nothing in week one. He's a sit. On the other side, I think Dallas Goddard is a solid, you know, mid to back end tight end one start. Eagles offense looking good. A lot more pass heavy than they were last year. So all good signs there for Dallas Goddard. So those are all 16 week two matchups. Like I said at the top, if you guys have any questions, drop those down below. I've already gone through my running back and wide receiver start sets. I think the quarterbacks are gonna be up also by the time you're watching this. So if you haven't seen any of those, go check those out. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you guys so much for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.